0: Insiders and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. This is your host, Bruce Ash, back from the farm in Virginia with my outstanding co-host, Eb Wilkinson. As well as our friend and fearless leader of Essential Pest, Eric Rudin. And we're coming to you live from the modern KVOI broadcast complex in Tucson, Arizona, welcoming you to an action-packed pre-Thanksgiving show where we'll be breaking down the results and significant significance of the 2022 midterm elections with former two-term AZ GOP chair and RNC treasurer, Randy Pullen, as well as newly elected LD 17 state representative, Liz Harris, who also joins us later in the show to share her really very unique plans uh, about what she plans to do uh, when she takes her oath in January. And I'm
1: looking forward to that. Bruce and I want to remind you to please support our great sponsors, Jamie and Craig at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail. Call them Monday at 209-1576 to help you plan for all your holiday projects. Joy and Allie from Corazon Cabinets will help you create the kitchen or bath of your dreams at a price you can afford. Call them Monday at 488-2266. And, of course, our friend Eric Rudin of Essential Pest, who is a master pest varmint and weed eliminator. He's he's with us today. Call his great crew Monday at 886-3029 to serve your needs.
0: Also supporting Inside Track is my co-host and broadcast partner, the aforementioned Eb Wilkinson from Wilkinson Wealth Management. Eb is the right man to help you retire comfortably, and you know what? Also remain comfortably retired. Hey, Eb. What's that number for everybody to call you at Monday?
1: Yeah, that would be 777-1911. <laughs> I love I thought, that sound. I,
0: I thought I would you know, kind of change it up just a little I bit. I love that. Before we get started, a quick but important reminder to our listeners. Uh, from Onita Davis, she's the Reese Across America lady. You can call her at 908 8149 to support wreaths across America for this Christmas. Time is running short to help her this year. You have to get your money to her by November 28th, but you still have time. The uh, date that the wreaths are going to be laid uh, at the Marana Cemetery and other places is on the 17th. Tom?
2: Mr. Baker
3: good morning once again the eyes of the world are upon Maricopa County for another botched election am I here to accuse you of stealing the vote heavens no for that would make me a terrorist wouldn't it let me ask you If you took your life savings to a bank and the teller put them in a machine and the machine kicked out one out of four of your bills and the teller said, don't worry, we'll put them in box three over here and we'll let you know how many were in there later. We'll send them off to a separate location and someone will be sure to get back to you and tell you how much money you have. Would you be okay with that? No, you would not be okay with that. Now ask yourself the question, which is more valuable, your vote or your money? Now ask a lobbyist that same question. Now ask a campaign manager that question. Now ask Mark Zuckerberg that question, which is more valuable, your money, or your vote, or your country, or this world, or the corruption that is taking over every single county in this nation? And then you look into your own soul and you look back at yourself in the mirror and realize that you are the cancer that is tearing this nation apart. Good day.
0: Wow. This gentleman, um, you might have seen the, uh, the Twitter feed uh, on uh, him, um, kind of looks like an old hippie. Uh, long dreadlocks, a, kind hip, of. a hippie t-shirt, um, but he represents uh, the anger uh, over two elections in a row uh, with absolute um, distrust and um, questioning about the election. I think we have Randy Pullen, uh, who is uh, going to be our first guest. I hope Mr. Pullen is on the line, Tom. We're <laughs> anyway. Uh, I think I think he was the perfect way. Uh, this gentleman was the perfect way to start today's show. Um, we're going to be talking about the concern that a lot of people have about the uh, just completed twenty twenty two elections, and uh, we're going to talk about some of our steps from here. Randy Pollan?
1: Hello, Randy.
0: Randy Pollan?
1: Uh, Who knows where he's at? Tom, do we have Randy on the line? Tom's working it. So, Bruce. Yeah. What are your thoughts about why it was so close in a Republican-leaning county like Maricopa, and it appears as though Kerry lost?
0: Well, I... I have my thoughts. I I prefer delaying to allow our guest if he is able to get on. Mr. Pullen, are you there? I am here. How uh, are you, Mr. Oh, good. Ash? Welcome, Randy. Another weird election, especially in Maricopa <laughs> County. Um, but elsewhere
4: also. I don't also. know if I would call it weird. I would definitely call it strange. Yeah. You, know? <laughs>
0: um, uh, you sent me a very detailed written report from Mark uh, Sonnenklar, Uh, that described breakdowns, foul-ups, and frustrations at polling places in Maricopa County, where in over 50% of the polling places, many in Republican population centers. Take a few moments, please, to talk about Mark's report.
4: Well, it was very detailed, and just uh, to make it clear how it occurred, it just wasn't him doing it. Right. The RNC had a team... Of lawyers here on the ground, uh, ro- roving around the different uh, voting centers in Maricopa County to see how they were performing. And so the report he put together basically took all the results of all the roving attorneys found in uh, Maricopa County. And again, like you mentioned, about 50% of the voting centers had problems. Uh, I was out of one of the voting centers I got there at 7 in the morning. Tabulators were not working at all. You could not vote. only way you could vote was to fill it out and drop it in box three. Okay. Uh, And then about two hours in, they brought in some new tabulators and uh, installed them and got them up and working. The printers were working. They installed new ink in them. And, And they started printing ballots so you could fill them out again. And they wouldn't go through the tabulator. And I didn't know why at the time, why they wouldn't go through the tabulator, but they weren't going through the tabulator. They'd run them through multiple times and they would still get rejected. And finally, your choice was put it in box three.
1: I think we just lost Randy.
0: Put it in box three and uh, then the chain of custody was lost. And uh, as our friend uh, who uh, spoke at the Maricopa County... (laughs) Board of Supervisors Randy, do we have you back? As we heard from the from the gentleman who spoke at the Board of Supervisors, um, I think we uh, know that uh, there is great concern about where those votes might have gone.
4: Yes Wait, but hey yeah, Randy until not here, can you on here
0: Yeah move your location
4: see if that helps. Is this better? For the moment, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what, uh, something wrong with that. I think.
0: Yeah, we need to get you close to a window or something, Randy.
4: Yeah, let me, let me see if I hang on.
2: We get spoiled with technology all the time.
5: Yep,
0: we're yeah, right here. here. It's better? Yeah. We can hear you again. Okay, I, I went outside.
4: OK, Good. so
1: back to box three.
4: Yeah. So box three is where you had to put your ballot in or you could go to another voting center and there was issues going to another voting center. and You end up voting a provisional ballot. It is very, very complicated because the tabulators weren't working. There were very long lines of people waiting to get in and vote. Hour, two hours, not unusual. It's just total frustration. And ultimately, what you would call it when people start walking away leaving because they're not going to stand in line any longer, it's voter suppression right. is what it really is when you get down to it. Okay, so that's pretty much what was in his report. Uh, you know, the follow-up on all of this is uh, there. I've been talking to some of the attorneys. There will be lawsuits being filed here as soon as the canvassing is finished, and it's almost finished. I think in total there's about 6,000 ballots across the state to still count, and ab- about 300 of those are up in uh, Apache County, and the rest of them are in Maricopa County.
0: I'm sure there's real good and shit of only- custody up there.
4: Uh, well, the only thing left to do up in Apache County is just to tab- tabulate them. They're all ready to go. Mar- Maricopa County is a little different. They have a couple thousand that are ready to tabulate, and there's about another uh, thirty-five or 3,600 that uh I still need to have the signatures verified, so Randy on the early
0: it, ballot it's you know there there's action that can be taken by these lawsuits, but uh there was a lawsuit filed or at least a a um, a claim filed uh, the day of the election uh yes. by Kerry Lake and other candidates to extend voting hours um who appointed that judge who denied? the request, because it seems like if if that request was made by Democrats in any Democrat-run city, Los Angeles to New York City, uh, anywhere... They'd be uh, open for three weeks. They'd be open for a long, long time. What happened? We lost Randy again. Randy, whatever you're doing,
1: don't do that.
0: Randy? Okay. Well, I, I, I yeah. what? Okay. So, Randy, what? We lost you again for a second. Technology. We get spoiled about when when we lose it. Um, so, who was the judge who denied that request? Was it a Republican or a Democrat appointed judge? And why does it seem that we don't get any uh, kind of uh, grace when Democrat voters constantly do?
4: Well, again, that would be the county having to call, ask for an extension, okay uh, so again, that has to happen at the county now the the uh, lawyers can file that at the candidates, but it really comes down to uh, you know, like an emergency or the county ultimately calling for it, okay? otherwise, it's just going to be turned down, okay? that's pretty much the, my understanding of how it would work uh, the 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 other side of this is as soon as the canvassing is finished, which, very likely it'll all be finished on monday Uh, two weeks later then that's yeah that's when you can file the lawsuits again uh and it just goes back to uh, revised code 16672 which addresses what what you can do when you have an election uh where a a, uh uh, someone is claiming that uh, they should have won but they lost because there was problems in the election and that's that's the law that most of them are filing under, uh, and and obviously we're going to have a recount on the uh, AG, ag's race. maybe the yeah, uh, may, maybe
0: the state superintendent as well. Five hundred.
4: It's five hundred. Uh, yeah, that's probably it's possible we might get that one too. Mm-hmm. But clearly, we're going to get get uh, the one for the attorney general is going to be a recount. Right. But uh, again, you have to file your lockdown. As soon as the canvassing's done, you basically have five business days to file lawsuits challenging the election results. Mm-hmm. Re- so that's coming immediately.
0: Randy, we have a caller on the line, Len from Chicago. Len, go ahead. You're on with uh, former AZGOP chair and former RNC treasurer Randy Pullen. Your question or comment.
5: Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, First, I just want to say that I don't want Arizonans to feel that they're in this by themselves. I can tell you there are people from coast to coast, corner to corner of this country that have been watching and praying for a successful outcome for Arizona, and uh, we still are. We still remain hopeful. I do have, and I don't know if it's a comment so much as it is a question, Uh, Randy, you had mentioned that uh, on voting day, there was uh, trouble with uh, the tabulators. Understood. Uh, I'm not very familiar with the personnel in charge of the election in Arizona. But I do have the question to ask, and I'm going to preface it by saying, we've had two years to get that equipment in shape, tested, and ready to roll out on election day. And then on the morning of, we have problems. I'm sorry, in the real world, somebody gets fired when they're in charge of things like that and they fall down on the day and the time that they're needed. Have any doubts? Talk to any person that serves either in the armed forces, the fire department, the police department, the sheriff's department, you depend on your equipment. And if us as voters, can take and subscribe to that, why cannot the people in charge of running and conducting the election, why can't they do the same for us? That's what they get paid for. That's what their charge is. Lynn, thanks, you,
0: thanks for your take. question. Randy?
5: Well, uh, can you hear
4: me? I wanted to make yep, sure. We're we can
0: hear you me. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay,
4: great. Great. Uh, I totally agree with him. It's, it's gross negligence. Uh, What went on? It's just all the machinery was supposedly tested the night before and was working okay. That's what I was told at our polling location. And it wasn't working the day of the election. All right. And and again, that's uh,
0: ironically, it seemed to happen more in Republican uh, areas where the polling uh, locations were were situated.
4: Yeah, well, I've heard that, too. Again, that's something that's going to have to be shown in detail, uh, again, what was going on. So, again, if everything is coming down, it has to be evidence that's going to be submitted to court to get approvals on things. And so it's, it's complicated, but I know they're working on it.
0: Randy, hang tight for two minutes. We need to go to break to pay for the show. Mr. Producer, let's listen to some messages from our supporters. You're listening to Inside Track on KVY. Trusted local news and talk. We'll continue our discussion with Randy Pullen in just a jiffy. Don't be a channel flipper. I'm proud to welcome my good friends at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail to Inside Track as an advertiser. Jamie Kipper and her staff are conservation experts. They sell round and square steel tubing, metal plate and roofing materials, as well as new and used steel, aluminum, and stainless steel to ranchers, artists, interior designers, roofers, and do-it-yourselfers, just like all the listeners here. Tucson Iron and Metal Retail is open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon. Tucson Iron and Steel Retail, 701 East 36th Street, Call 520-209-1576 or go to tucsonironretail.com. And when you do call, mention this ad and receive an additional 10% discount on their already great prices.
6: Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science.
2: You mean you don't use a shoe?
6: No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment,
3: people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com.
1: This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management reminding you that every good and excellent thing stands moment by moment on the razor's edge of danger and must be fought for, including getting out of debt, building your wealth, and protecting your God-given right. We manage money for gun owners. Let us help you retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com.
0: Welcome back. We're talking with Randy Pullen. And, uh, fellas, you have some questions for Randy. Fire
2: away, uh, Eric. Okay. Well, I have one question. So you're saying people with representation is going to file a lawsuit. Uh, What can people expect with a lawsuit? What kind of remedy? I mean, are they going to have a special election at some point?
4: Yeah, well, first of all, there's going to be multiple lawsuits filed. In other words, there's going to be obviously a a certain there will be a lawsuit filed on behalf of the Lakes campaign. There'll be a lawsuit filed on behalf of uh, Abe's campaign, Mark Fincham's campaign. I think they'll all be filing laws- separate lawsuits.
0: Maybe on, on, uh, uh,
4: also each, on 309? Is- and, yes, and, and 309 as well. Right. Yes, that will be filed as well. And they have to be filed separately because each one is a separate election issue. Okay, and that's how they're going to get filed. Uh, you know, So that's going to start happening probably within a week. those will be out there but and again it goes back to uh state revised statute 16672 it's not a very long statute you can look it up but essentially there's a few issues uh so if you have misconduct of an election i mean obviously that would be applying here uh so uh for the boards and they're canvassing how they're doing that 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 falls into place you know er erroneous uh Uh, counts uh, where there's sufficient number of votes to change the election uh and again they're collecting my understanding is they're getting thousands of affidavits filed of from voters who were not able to vote because of the problems they ran into
0: and explain why why that's such a crucial explain why that's such a crucial uh thing to have uh in in the file when those uh pleadings are made
4: well it's evidential so again uh Abe loses by 500 votes. This is an easy example. You have a thousand affidavits that say I wasn't able to vote for Abe. That would have changed the election result, right? So and that's why you have to have the evidence. but here's the other side of it. is my understanding is that if in fact that's what happens and they show that there was could have been a change in the results of the election, then it's not a matter of flipping it what happens is all the votes from maricopa county are not included in the count so in other words it's it's every other county the other 14 counties maricopa's numbers are left out wow and so if you look at the rest of counties you add all those up uh lake wins abe wins wow uh, you know uh, 309 easily wins uh, so so randy
1: are are you saying that the remediation is to pull maricopa county
4: there, there, is, there will not be, a, 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 in other words, a lot of people have been saying, oh, well, we need to have a new election. There will not be a new election. It's really about the votes for America. Copa County are either counted or they're not counted in a specific race based on if you have enough evidence to show the results could have been changed.
1: Yeah. So that wow. is a possible outcome. Yes. Okay, so let's go back to Blake and Carrie and Abe. Is there a possibility that they just underperformed in their elections?
4: <laughs> that's a great question. I mean, question. I'm just asking. No, well, no, I mean, that's a great question. Except for the fact you,
1: that uh, Katie Hobbs was nowhere to be found and she followed the Biden playbook of <laughs> stay in your
4: basement. Apparently it worked. <laughs> I mean, in other words, if you let's forget about all the stuff we just talked about. I mean, clearly uh, they had a strategy which seemed to appear to have worked. Uh, when you start looking, at, and this is important, and it really matters, because when you start looking by how much they lost by, uh, and then you you kind of go down the ballot, and you get down to Kimberly Yee, who ran for treasurer, mm-hmm. was not a was not a trumper, never was not an election denier, any of that kind of stuff. She just ran on the issues, and she did really well. She got a million three hundred eighty six thousand votes. If Lake had gotten 1,386,000 votes instead of what she got, she would have won by over 100,000 votes in the uh, general election. Same thing with Masters. If he had gotten her count, he would have won by 68,000 votes. Fincham would have won by about 69,000 votes. Okay, so again, uh, we had this issue with the uh, Trump-endorsed election deniers uh, they underperform the other Republican candidates, and and that's down ballot. And when and down ballot, usually what you expect to see down ballot, just from my experience, is as you go down the ballot, you see fewer votes being cast because they just they're just voting on the, you know the major races, but it's just a reverse this time.
0: So how much negative impact do you think there is realistically from former uh, president Trump who endorsed some of the unsuccessful candidates in primaries, but didn't carry over, you know, into the general election or, or, or is it maybe not his fault and lay the blame of this at the feet of the AZGOP or the Maricopa County Republican party? And frankly, our activists as well.
4: Well, again, uh, and this is – and so you have to ask yourself, if they voted for Kimberly Yee, but they didn't vote for Masters or for Lake, then it's, you know, what's the reason? I mean, they left it blank, and they just went down and they voted down ballot, okay? That's someone who's an upset Republican. So, again, the job of, of state parties is not to endorse candidates in primaries like we did this past year that's a big lesson right yes (laughs) you do not do that because that upsets other voters who if they do not and i had i will tell you i had friends come up to me uh, after the primary who were frustrated with what went on and they told me they wouldn't vote for Kerry, okay because of what went on and so apparently that was a, a pretty big issue uh, the other issue in Arizona, I think, which really, really mattered, and we under—I didn't see the significance of it at the time, but now we're seeing that it was important—was the abortion issue. Okay, because when I was at my polling location, I had a couple different ladies come up to me and ask me about our candidates and what their position was on abortion, because that was their concern. Okay, so again, we go meaning back to they were pro-abortion candidates. or pro-life. Uh, pro-abortion, they thought that it, it's you know it should be left up to the mother, because again you have to go back and look at the old, antiquated law that was in place, uh, that uh, and basically you know mothers have no choices in, in the matter. Okay, now the law that was passed by the legislature and signed by the governor earlier this year, which was the, you know the 15-week limit, that would have been great. But the problem was it was a referendum prior, and, and referendums take precedent over laws passed in the legislature. This constitutional issue.
0: And let me just okay. let me just say that again because this is a very important point. The the territorial um, constitutional uh, amendment that's there that basically uh, forbids abortion of any kind is still in place today, the 15-week rule that was passed by the legislature isn't effective in view of Dobbs and, and Roe uh, uh, decisions, uh, that constitutional amendment would have to be uh, uh, amended again, correct, in order for there correct. to be any kind correct. of a change?
4: There, there would have to be a public vote on it. And, and that's what we're going to have to be facing in the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's possible there'd be competing uh, uh, propositions on that particular point in 2024, wouldn't you think?
1: Yes. So let me ask you a question. You've got Florida, who can get this thing figured out with you know substantially you mean the vote, the, the vote substantially greater population than than what we have
0: about five times but, more. Yeah,
1: I mean the hanging chads mm-hmm. are all gone. What can be done to put that same thing in play? Here in arizona
4: well again it's a bureaucracy thing because in uh, florida all of the county recorders can are not elected so the <laughs> governor could go in and change them all out which is what he did and, and so he started the process of cleaning up the uh, elections after after 2018. arizona has different laws okay again we had the audit uh going back to 2020 Uh, when it got started, you know, actually in 21, but we were talking about in 2020 after the election, we did the audit, but again, uh, it was outside, in other words, it wasn't a real audit and I'm a CPA, former partner with a large accounting firm. Uh, when you do an audit, if you cannot get who you're auditing to cooperate, when you're doing the audit, you can't do an audit. You, you resign and you leave. And that I made that very clear up front that if the county was not going to cooperate with us when we're conducting the audit, it was going to cause all kinds of problems, and we might never be able to get to a final result.
2: Okay. Randy, shifting back to a point you made earlier, um, you, you stated that maybe at some point Maricopa could be excluded uh, from the count, uh, just to maybe give audience members hope that sort of thing. If that was a plausible scenario, is there a time frame um, that of litigation window that people have, and when would be an expectation something like that could actually come about?
4: Well, you would hope that it would go very quickly because, again, they have got when they submit their their uh, complaint they have to have all the evidence with it and that's what they're pulling together right now so uh, so if they submit it and it has solid evidence then the judge is going to uh, you know call for a hearing if, if if they read through it and they don't think there's enough evidence there to matter then they you know they'll just throw it out uh, and so once if they say okay there's enough problem here to maybe change the election result then at that point, uh, it, it'll be a legal hearing. Uh, hopefully, it'll go fast. You know, obviously, you don't want get, to get drawn out. But but again, let's say this, so we'll be in Superior Court. So let's say the, the judge rules in favor of the, the election should be thrown out. Okay, well, then it's going to be appealed. And ultimately, it's going to be in the Supreme Court. So this isn't going to happen overnight. It's right. going to take weeks, if not a few months, to get it resolved. Uh, but again, it's, uh, it's so. Then that raises other issues, which I can't really address because I'm not an attorney. But if uh, you can't certify the election, then what happens then? You know, so it's all kinds of complications that come out of that.
0: Let me let me change the the direction here just a little bit. We have party leadership elections coming up soon for ACGOP and for the RNC. Um, well, not only time?
5: that,
4: but we have elections coming up for yeah, the county. Yeah, in every yeah, every county and every yeah, LD, you know, LD. Sure, LD. Yep, it's all coming up.
0: So, mm-hmm. are is everybody going to get thrown out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not endorsing uh, that. I'm just asking the question. I mean, because there's a there's a I, lot I don't know of what
4: you mean by you know. thrown out. What does that mean? Uh, uh, not re-elected. Never, oh well, I I yeah, I think. Uh, well, I don't think uh Kelly Ward will be running uh for reelection. I think she's finished, that's my understanding. She's not running. There are a lot she's of
0: been MIA. Candidates. She's been MIA since the election as well. Yeah, you, too. Have,
4: you know, it's amazing, right? I mean she you couldn't she was out there every day, several times a day. She was saying, unavoidable so
0: you, for comment. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't find her. Right.
4: <laughs> yeah, she's finished. No doubt about that. Uh, so there's a lot of potential candidates at the state level. I imagine, uh, from what I know, there's Maricopa County. There's uh, several that want to run for Maricopa County as well. Uh, you know, so it's it's going to be a very uh, interesting election cycle, and that'll happen at you know obviously that happens in January. The other interesting cycle we're up against is what's going to happen at the RNC. OK, like Rana, and I give Rana some credit. I mean, she basically put together all this a lawyer team that was here in Arizona. OK, but there's a lot of pressure on her as well. She lost, uh, she know, lost
0: because, uh, midterm. She lost a presidential and yeah, and, and, and yeah. you know, the this midterm was uh, and another
4: midterm. She yeah. lost three elections right. in a row.
0: So President Trump has announced his plans to run for president in 2024, and two days later, the U.S. Attorney General announces special counsel appointment to consider charging him for crimes. Any speculation on the coincidence uh, right after he um, uh, announced? And would there be anybody with more motive to jail Donald Trump than Merrick Garland and Joe Biden?
4: (laughs) Well, even if nothing comes of that in terms of real charges let's just face it, this is going to drag on for months and months and months and months. So it's going to be a continuous discussion going on at CNN, MSNBC, you know, even some on Fox and Amazon as, or excuse me, uh, Newsmax as stuff comes up. So uh, again, it's, it's just, how long did the other one go on? (sighs) They did. Two years. years. I mean, it It never stopped. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're facing again is it's, it just a, a political
0: backlash. Em has a question for yeah, before so, we close.
1: Uh, one of the things that I saw uh, on the Internet was these cars pulling up to voting boxes dumping in bunches and bunches of ballots. What can be done about that, number one, number two, and and you know the same thing with the students at ASU, long lines of them that are suspected of being from out-of-state and voting. You know, mm-hmm. this had to have made a difference in this election. Number one and number two, how do we resolve that besides getting rid yeah. of the voting
4: boxes? Well, the it's it's two separate issues. One, there's really, as far as I know, there's no way to resolve that uh, for this past election. I mean, someone come, drives up and drops off fifty ballots. You know, there's nothing you can really do about that. Uh, but except again, take away
1: the boxes. Oh, but that's for yes, the next election. That's what yeah.
4: I was getting to. That's what I was getting to is that it's all about fixing it for the next election. Now, I will tell you where I dropped my ballot off at the uh, uh, city council at at Scottsdale. There was, a, there was a guard right there by the box watching. Hmm. So if you walked up and had more than two ballots, you were going to have an issue. Interesting. Okay. So, again, the only way to do that is, is there has to be someone there. 24/7 at that ballot, or if they can shut it down so it's only available part of the day, then uh, there has to be a security guard there with it to watch what happened. And then and the again, question goes of, back.
0: The question, though, just real quick on the uh, perhaps ineligible voters at ASU who reside here to go to school but aren't uh, aren't residents exactly. Who voted in the, the, the election?
4: Issue, well, yeah. Uh, you know, they could be voting a federal ballot. You don't know. I don't know. If you you can vote a federal ballot, true. which means all it's going to be on that race is whoever you're. Right. Conc- Good point. Yeah. Yeah. This, so that could be just what they're doing. So we don't know. Again, it gets it's just too confusing. We shouldn't have two ballots here. It should. I mean, this goes back years and years ago when I was chairman that we were having discussion with the feds that. It's just, it's crazy to have a federal ballot and a state ballot.
0: Randy, there's more stuff that we have to talk about. We're not going to get it all done today. I hope you can come back because we're, we're going to be talking about investigations at, at the U.S. House level and lots of other stuff going on. But thanks for spending time with us today. We'll chat again soon. Mr. Producer, Go, let's go ahead and take our uh, next break for some messages from our great supporters. You're listening to Inside Track on KVOI, Trusted News and Talk. When we return, we'll hear from Arizona State Representative-elect Liz Harris. So stay Tuned. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. What other kind of customers do you have
3: So our biggest customers are actually like ranchers and people from outside of the Tucson area. They're buying a lot of square tubing. They're buying a lot of stuff for their ranch to close off fences.
7: We'll sell anything from 10 feet to 10,000 feet to somebody that comes in because we have new steel and surplus steel from steel mills. The reason we're able to get such good pricing on some of this stuff is, A, we sell scrap to the mill. So uh, we have a relationship there, and then we can buy material, what they're making, bringing it back. And so we save on freight, and we have relationships for years with them. So I think that's really our niche market. We'll sell whatever you need.
0: Tucson Iron and Metal
7: Surplus. Call
0: 209-1579. Stop by the yard, 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday.
6: Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science.
2: You mean you don't use a shoe?
6: (sighs) No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology. Using chemistry
7: to help protect the
3: environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com.
1: This is Eb Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. Are you letting rising inflation interfere with your ammo budget? Don't do that. Let us show you how to buy the same goods and services 20 years from now as you can today we manage money for gun owners and we can guide you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired call me ebb wilkinson at 777-1911 or wilkinsonwealthmgmt.com
0: welcome back to inside track bruce is here ebbs here eric rudin's here um We have our next guest waiting online, Liz Harris. I want to read something uh, that she uh, did a press release on just the other day. This is really a pretty gutsy thing for anybody to do. Although I stand to win my legislative district race, it has become obvious that we need to hold a new election immediately. There are clear signs of foul play from machine malfunctions, chain of custody issues, and just blatant mathematical impossibilities. How can a Republican state treasurer receive more votes than a Republican gubernatorial or Senate candidate? I call on all state legislators to join me in demanding a new election. I will be withholding my vote on any bill in this session without this election in protest to what is clearly a potential fraudulent election. Liz, congratulations on your election. Uh, That's a pretty gutsy move uh, to make. Talk about that.
6: Thank you very much. Well, what I'm doing is I'm standing up for some rightful winners who we will not know who the rightful winners are without a new election. Now we know here in Maricopa County on November 8th, we had massive issues we had people turning away from the polls, people filling out three and four ballots because they couldn't get the tabulator to accept it. They were getting writer's cramp. We had people who had to go back to work. They had to go back to their children. It is a fiasco. It was a fiasco. And right now, voters are very disenfranchised. So we knew there were potential issues in 2020. And now here in 2022, we're seeing more issues because people are waking up as to what they need to look for and right now we have um, a, governor- a gubernatorial um, candidate who was you know she was garnering crowds of thousands of people at some of her events and we're hearing that someone who never
1: Get, I, I mean I in the basement the
6: yeah the, the basement analogy but we, we never saw her and I mean, something is not right. And it's not just the governories. though. The projections for the Arizona House and the Arizona Senate were to be majorities of three to five in each. So right now in Arizona, we have a one person, one Republican majority in both the House and the Senate. And with Katie Hobbs as a governor and with my passion of making sure we get good election integrity bills in place, my hands are tied. I'm not going to be able to do anything unless we can assure the residents of Arizona that we have elections that they can be certain of, that they will not question. And there's unfortunately one way to do it. And nobody, there's no, the, the people who are currently in office, they don't want to hear it. I've heard People who are in office right now say, if we do anything to modify the mail-in ballot, I won't get voted in. If people like you and are passionate enough about you as a legislator, as a politician, as an elected official, they will go out and vote for you. So you you don't have to worry about that. We need in-person voting on Election Day. And reserve the mail in ballot, really the absentee ballot, for people who genuinely can't get there. That, that is going to solve a lot of our
1: issues. Yeah, and that's how it used to be. This is Ebb. Um, we had Randy pulling on right before you. And one of the things that he suggested is with the lawsuits going on, we could get the Maricopa County vote so thrown by out. Lo-
0: by law, by that's law, what would happen. Thrown out. And in that, Any, case, in that case, Carrie Lake wins. Blake Masters wins. Abe, Abe, Abe Hamade wins. wins. I mean, it's it's and it's pretty much a clean sweep school board w- officials might as well as as well as in the legislature. That's a that's a huge um, that's a huge uh, change in that state law.
1: Your your thoughts?
6: So, in other words, so like in my race, I ran with Julie Willoughby, fellow Republican. There were two seats, so Julie Willoughby would ass- be assigned that seat.
0: Uh, This would affect this would affect the elections that are um, in question Because there's there's affidavits there's there's thousands of affidavits that are going to go uh, In with the lawsuits and I mean of course this all needs to get litigated but but the Arizona revised statute so is clear that it is possible Uh, in such a circumstance where there was incompetence or or mishandling of uh, an election uh, if a judge ruled uh, the judge could rule to disqualify, excuse me, to not count uh, um, ballots in Maricopa County in these statewide elections.
6: Okay, so I get the drift but here's my only concern about what you're stating is that these are I've been researching this, studying this for two years. There, are, there are people that were—it's not even close. So, in other words, the preset algorithms have people winning by leaps and bounds, and nobody questions it. Well, it wasn't close enough. Like we—we're always looking at let's let's look at the ones that are you know razor margin narrow thin. That's a, that's a falsity. I'm I'm just I'm letting you know. so no, I we, I, we I hear you. No, yeah. Worries. we're sympathetic
0: believe me right
6: i just don't look at arizona i talk to people from all 50 states this is a problem countrywide. i'm not sure if you saw harris county they are now playing videos with the their poll uh marshals and basically they were literally watching at the end of the night and they have it on video where the the poll was closed everyone's gone home and the number of votes just starts increasing on their terminals and they're like what's happening I mean, did you guys see that video yet? yeah
0: amazing i haven't I know, did, and you, and for anybody listening harris county is uh houston texas right yeah. it,
6: it's just it's it's just it's amazing at how all of this is coming out and how so many elected officials are refusing to look at it. And I just want to give a big shout out. I don't know if you've discussed it already. Cochise Board of Supervisors, two out of three of you voted to delay the certification. Cheers for you. We need more people to stand up. And that is what my press release is about. I need the legislators that I'm going to be working with for the next two years to stand up, to stand up with me on this. Do not turn a blind eye. What is more important, your seat and your political country or the state of Arizona and your constituents?
2: Liz, to pound on that point a little bit, do you have some fellow legislators that are going to stand up with you that are going to kind of join your call uh, for some type of reform?
6: I, Yes, but at this point, I can count them on less than one hand. There are 47 Republicans between the House and the Senate, I need I need all 47 I need 46 plus myself okay I I, I don't I it can't be a minority it's got to be a ma- majority and you've received and the one
0: and you've received on. some threats from leadership as well haven't you for for the statements that you've made is that am I am I recalling correctly
6: you're recalling correctly but I don't want. I know I'm on. There. Like, okay. All right. I, well, let's talk I, about yeah, this. I want to. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt to come and join the this movement.
1: Well, well, this this is it. Let's talk about this. You've also received a nasty gram from the DOJ, didn't you?
6: Yeah. That that's like a year and a half ago.
1: And what did they say? It was about they, canvassing.
6: It, it, it was about canvassing. So it was not addressed to me, but it, they feared that canvassing would violate the KKK Act and some Civil Rights acts, as though we were, like, targeting minorities. We knocked on everyone's door. We, we didn't know what race, nationality, creed anybody was. So that, that whole thing is um, bogus. But they were stating, and this was um, the DOJ's office, correct? They were stating that um, by asking people, what method did you use to vote and how many extra ballots did you get, that that was voter intimidation. Actually, nine out of 10 people in 2020, 2021 thanked us for coming to their door and asking. And we found mass anomalies. And, you know, NBC just came out with an article about an hour ago. The headline of the article is not winning candidate, you know, says, hey, let's do a reelection." No, instead, it's, um, you know, this Republican candidate's refusing to do her job. And then they went on to basically blast all the canvassing work we did. They just keep saying it's unbiased. You know, I cannot wait one day when we are vindicated to file a lawsuit against every single one of them, because the way they are taking truthful evidence and just dismissing it, it's disgraceful.
0: You know, Liz, I heard the uh, news flash on the uh, Cochise County um, election uh, counting uh, earlier this morning, and the way that the uh, news flash was uh, read was that the election deniers on the Cochise County uh, Board of Supervisors uh, are looking at a lawsuit uh, having been filed. They immediately they they don't report news. They they give uh, uh, their opinion as they are announcing uh, that that particular stuff going on in Cochise County. It's just it's amazing the 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 way that they're trying to push 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 a narrative, isn't it? And and you're and and you're seeing that yourself.
6: I'm seeing it myself, and I mean, I they started when I initially before I did an official canvas in December of 2020, when I had the people who actually canvassed get up to the microphone and basically state what they were finding at the doors, if there was even a door there. I mean, we found all sorts of things, so it wasn't about me, it was about the canvassers reporting to the public, to the, to the mass, hey, I went to this address and it's in the middle of a school playground. How How is a vote being cast from there? Or, you know, how are votes being cast from churches, but not just churches, but churches chicken? I mean, I can go on and on about all the craziness. The voter rolls are a mess. There were votes coming from all different places that votes shouldn't have come from. And we kept getting excuses. Oh, well, the reason they're voting from the courthouse is because they have a protected address. Um, No, because if they had a protected address, we wouldn't even be able to see the address of the courthouse. And then when we see people having their ballots sent to commercial boxes, well, they have an actual home address as a secondary address. But when you go and you look at that secondary address, it's another commercial business. So they're lying to us, and then they turn around And I can't, I don't want to use names, but I can't tell you how many times they've turned around and said Liz Harris is lying. Liz Harris doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, you know what? I'm going to challenge each and every one of them to an IQ test because I'm not, I wasn't born yesterday. I know I am pretty bright. I know how to connect the dots. And I'm not going to be quiet about what I'm seeing, what I'm finding, because Arizona, we need to get rid of
0: corruption. Period.
1: Liz, we've got a minute and forty-five seconds left.
0: So I have a, I have a quick concluding question for you, Liz. Assuming that you, that you're able to serve and you do end up uh, uh, voting on on issues in the legislature, um, what? are the three top things that this legislature must do to correct the problems that we have on uh, voting integrity? Three things.
6: Three things, very easy. We have to limit the mail-in ballot to people who really need it. They need to have a reason. We need to have vote. Number two is voting at the precinct level, and the precinct levels cannot be more than 1,000 registered voters. You're gonna walk in there, you're gonna know who everyone is, and you're gonna have short lines. And easy easy hand counts. And number three, we need to have obviously continue with strong voter ID. Make sure everyone is who they say they are.
0: Mm. Liz Harris, LD seventeen, House Member Elect. That's going to do it for us today. Um, Liz, thank you very much. I got to hand it to you, lady. You got guts. And uh, let's keep in touch. I know you were on Kathleen Wynn's show earlier this week. Uh, keep in contact with us. We got no news here in Tucson and in Southern <laughs> Arizona because of the uh, the newspaper we have here, or what or what uh, the see, Red Star, you know what what uh, it, people think is a newspaper. Uh, but your your cause is just, and your courage is to be admired. Thanks very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. All right, we look forward to having you on again.
0: Okay. All right, so that's going to do it for us today. Um, uh, I want to thank Eric Rudin for for joining us today. Eb, uh, good to be back with you. Bruce, uh, good to see you. Yeah, next week we have a wonderful best of show for you uh, because of the Thanksgiving gift, and I promise we'll pick a winner for you um our show is podcast on the kvoi website all of our inside track episodes are also available at apple podcast i want to mention something real quick though uh herman Channon died uh just uh, today his death was announced as a man who was a big big uh developer and and builder in phoenix until next week for inside track this is bruce ash eb wilkinson eric rudin wishing you all a very pleasant good afternoon i'll be on Tucson, uh, wake up Tucson, 6 to 9 a.m. on Tuesday morning with Chris. Eb and I will be back with you in 334 hours. You are now released to tune in to the rest of the Arizona versus Washington State football game.
7: Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. A lot of the, the cities and counties around have initiatives for artists. but I think we're one of the premier artist suppliers for steel first Saturday of every month you can come down early and actually go through the scrapyard across the street It's seven acres of metal you can walk through with our people and pick out what you want it's always interesting to see what the artists have done we've done uh, actually a couple projects with the U of A engineering department and music department where the engineering music students came down together they had to pick something out of the scrap and uh, they had to build an instrument and we have one of those in front of the plant some really cool things come out of the scrap
0: tucson iron and metal surplus call 209 1579 stop by the yard 701 east 36th street open monday through saturday